Hello there and thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I'm Daniel Charles and I'm the host of the YouTube channel Son of Chelsea where I upload daily videos about the club I love. On this feed are all my regular shows from Added Time, my weekly Q&A where I answer questions from my audience, Let's Talk Chelsea where I discuss the latest and biggest stories surrounding the club and my match review series The Rational Perspective plus the Every Other Saturday podcast where I speak to interesting guests about their love for Chelsea. It's all here and all free for you to enjoy. All the podcasts on this feed can be viewed in video format if you so wish on my channel. And if you'd be so kind to subscribe and like the videos, that would be greatly appreciated too. Also, one last thing. If you like what you hear, please rate and review the pod on your provider because that really helps too. But for now, thank you and up the chels. Hello there guys, what is going on? Son of Chelsea back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're doing well and keeping safe on this Tuesday. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Ethan Ampadu impressing for Sheffield United against Liverpool at the weekend. And could he provide the perfect answer to Frank Lampard's defensive midfield problem? Also, Antonio Rudiger and a potential shock return to first team football. But before we get into any of that, I want to ask you guys, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you never miss an upload. Also hit the like button if you're enjoying the content because it helps out the channel as well. Um, so getting into Ethan Ampadu in terms of his loan move so far at Sheffield United, of course, still early stages of the season, but there was some concern in recent weeks um, because Ampadu wasn't getting a lot of game time for Sheffield United, even though United have started the season quite poorly um, and they, they've looked poor. They, they've also had some key injuries in key areas and Ampadu not getting in the first team and some concerns from Chelsea fans that we could be seeing a Leipzig part two here where Ampadu goes to a club that you think is a really good fit for him in terms of loan move in terms of getting game time at a good level a decent level to progress his career in his game and then potentially return to Chelsea in say a year's time but it looked like we could be getting another situation where he's isolated from the first team, doesn't get on the pitch regularly and in his game suffers. So it was good to see he started that game against Liverpool that Sheffield United narrowly lost and he was one of the star performers for the Blades. As you can see here, his game by numbers from expected Chelsea, uh, 57 touches, 40 completed passes with an 88.9% accuracy, 30 forward passes, one dribble completed, two out of four long balls completed, five out of six ground drills won, three out of three aerial drills won, three tackles two interceptions and one blocked shot a strong showing it was a strong showing and I think not only his defensive contribution to the game was impressive but his vision in terms of passing there was this one over the top pass sort of curling around the Liverpool defence that was so impressive on his right foot that I think showed you the potential creative vision and progressive passing of Ampadu's game so just because we look at say his sort of ability in maturity in defence in terms of intercepting in being in the right place danger awareness which is what you want from a DM or a centre-back I think his vision in terms of passing is is a positive thing as well that he has the ability in his game to do that he won't just be an old-fashioned DM where he just sits and isn't able to create he could potentially create for Chelsea in the future if he was to return to the first team and of course we've been speaking about Chelsea's defensive midfield problem who's going to play there Chelsea recruiting in that area in the future whether that's January or next summer Declan Rice I spoke about Dennis Sicaria from Mönchengladbach last week and I do think Ethan Ampadu is one of those names that you have to keep in the conversation and um, because 
because even though he hasn't played under Frank Lampard yet, even though you know he's been on loan, he hasn't got much of a look in in the first team, and there is concern over his long-term, I guess, future at Chelsea, I do think it's one player to me that is always impressed every time I've seen him play. He's one of these players that I think has such maturity, has such game intelligence. I always bring this up, but I think the fact that he plays so regularly for Wales, even though he didn't play a lot of first-team football last year at Leipzig, I think that shows you how highly he's rated. People within the game rate Ethan Ampadu really highly, and I think within the club, they rate him highly at Chelsea. But I think it's just that concern of timing. Will he break into the first team at Chelsea? If Chelsea go out and sign, say, a Declan Rice, is that going to limit Ethan Ampadu's potential to get into the first team? A lot can change within a year of football we know that but I just I, I wonder once again time with Ethan Ampadu is so key and, and and has that time passed even though he is still a very young player um, but I just think in terms of him as say a DM or a centre-back of course he can play in that back three which he has been so far for Sheffield United but um, Simon Phillips on Twitter claiming yesterday that uh, apparently Chris Browder in the long term sees Ethan Ampadu as a DM within his system in terms of that vision of passing that he has in his game I think that's very intriguing to put him in that area that he could help out in an attacking sense as well and I just think generally in terms of that versatility that you see from so many players and it's very much linked to Chelsea's recruitment last summer in terms of players with the exception of say Thiago Silva, Mendy and Chilwell obviously very set players in set positions in their career but for especially the attacking players in terms of where they can play, you see this a lot more. And we, we spoke about this with Declan Rice potentially playing as a centre-back as well, as well as being a CDM too for Chelsea. And also Dennis Akara, I spoke about last week, say can play as a CDM, but also as a box-to-box midfielder. You see this a lot more in the modern player. And I also think the old-fashioned defensive midfielder, sort of the spoiler player that's just going to come in and break up play, I think is less and less. I think players are a lot more progressive now in terms of their passing. I think from an early age, they're taught to be a lot more expressive in terms of playing out from the back and I just think that Ethan Ampadu is probably living proof of that in terms of his development in terms of a game so your natural holding DM may not be as present anymore in the top level of football I think the sort of player that has much more vision in terms of their passing I think is a lot more present now and a lot more prevalent that doesn't mean they can't be defensively aware and astute I just think it's something to look out for and I think that helps the style of football Chelsea want to implement under Frank Lampard in the coming years with the sort of players we have in attack I really want to see Ethan Ampadu be given a chance to Chelsea I really do but I just wonder with the timing with the fact he's on loan at the moment if Chelsea go out and sign and pursue Declan Rice is that going to hurt Ethan Ampadu's chances I think he could have a really impressive season because every time he plays for me he impresses me he looks so mature beyond his age at the moment and I think that if he doesn't feature at Chelsea I think he's going to get a big move somewhere because I think some club will take him and I think he could turn out to be a brilliant player in central midfield or as a defender as a centre-back in a back four or a back three as we've seen uh, for Sheffield United so far this season please have no Europeans on Ethan Ampadu the low move his performance and a potential future under Frank Lampard at Chelsea please let me know in the comments below and the second story is about Antonio Rudiger of course Rudiger has been an outcast so far this season uh, very much expected that he would leave the club permanently or on loan on transfer deadline day that did not happen he stayed and then you were sort of wondering how is he ever going to get back into the first team and especially based on recent weeks the past week Chelsea getting two solid defensive performances in with uh, Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma of course it was a back three on Saturday with Dave shifting to to uh, that back three on the right of the back three. 
And this was an interesting story from Matt Law yesterday. Of course, Rudiger was on the bench for the first time, um, I think, since the opening day against Brighton uh, for Chelsea um, on Saturday against Man United. He was on the bench, of course, didn't come off the bench, but that was interesting to see him in a squad for the first time in a while. And then seeing this story from Matt Law last night that Antonio Rudiger hopes to be given chance to resurrect Chelsea career after talks with Frank Lampard. Matt Law reports that Antonio Rudiger held constructive talks with Frank Lampard about his recall to the Chelsea squad at the weekend and hopes to be given a chance to prove he can resurrect his career at the club. German international Rudiger had been left out of Lampard's matchday squads since the opening Premier League victory over Brighton and almost left Chelsea during the summer transfer window. Having seen a potential loan move to Tottenham fail to materialise, Rudiger was still named in Chelsea's Champions League and Premier League squads and he was on the 12-man substitutes bench for the draw with Sevilla. But following positive talks with Lampard, Rudiger was also one of Chelsea's seven substitutes for the goalless Premier League draw at Man United and the 27-year-old has vowed to do everything in his power to try and force his way back into the team. Telegraph Sport understands Rudiger has trained well since returning from an international duty with Germany and that he has attempted to remain positive around Chelsea's Cobham training base. Um, and then he goes on to talk about the five centre-backs of the club, the issue with that and sort of rotation and those players potentially getting first-team football. I think that when you look at at least the, the upcoming games, I don't expect a lot of rotation, to be fair. And I think that the Krasnodar game tomorrow night, it's an important Champions League group game. Chelsea have to win it, you know, especially after dropping points in the first game. Yes, Sevilla, we spoke about the positives of that performance, but Chelsea need to be going out there and getting three points on the board in this group uh, to potentially get a foothold in it as we move forward uh, within the Champions League. So I can't see Rudiger playing that game. I'll be stunned. And seeing Rudiger get back into the first team, I, I said this before with Rudiger, I think it depends on a couple of, of factors that are out of his control. Number one, Chelsea uh, continuing to be poor at the back. If Chelsea suddenly revert back to, say, the Southampton defending, even with Thiago Silva and Zuma in the back four, and, and we struggle to keep clean sheets once again, then you could see Frank sort of chop and change the back four once again, and Rudiger could make his way into the first team again and be given an opportunity. Or we have an injury crisis like we did last season, and several first team defenders go out, and uh, Frank Lampard has to look at his bench and, and bring up Rudiger that way. I can't see Rudiger getting in front of Thiago Silva or Kurt Zuma at the moment. Why would Frank Lampard change something that worked so successfully against Sevilla and Man United? And also taking out the Southampton game worked well against Crystal Palace before the last international break. Um, I think that Rudiger is tough because then we look at, say, Fakaya Tomori. So if Rudiger was to become, say, the third choice centre-back at Chelsea, then you look towards Tomori and I'm sure he's thinking to himself, I need a loan move away in January and that's not going to be good for his career, just not even being in the squad. So this is the issue Frank Lampard has with his bloated squad with the centre-backs because very rarely, as I, I think I spoke about this after deadline day, very rarely are you going to have two centre-backs on your bench. You're usually only going to have one centre-back, maybe a full-back within there as well. So it means that usually Usually in most match day squads, unless it's the Champions League, which does allow you a bigger squad uh, for match days, two centre backs at Chelsea are going to be out the match day squad completely. And of course, on Saturday, it was Christensen and uh, Tsumori. It could be Rudiger once again. So that's the difficulty of keeping these players happy. And I also think, you know, you look at Andreas Christensen, I'm sure there'll be doubts over his long term future too. Um, I also think it was an interesting point that Matt Law made on the London is Blue Pod. Definitely suggest you go and support London is Blue Pod and listen to their podcast. I'll leave a link in the description box below because Matt Law goes on there regularly. And he spoke about sort of Thiago Silva's fitness and Thiago Silva at his 
age and not being able to play every single game and Frank Lampard probably having to figure out his second best defensive partnership. So at the moment, it looks like Kurt Zuma, Thiago Silva is going to be the main centre-back partnership. What would be the second? So if you take out Thiago Silva, still have Kurt Zuma within there, who do you put next to him? For me, it's got to be Fakir Tsumori. I still think even with Rudiger potentially making his way back into the first team, just based on what I've seen with Frank Lampard at the club, I still state that I think Fakir Tsumori and Kurt Zuma is a really strong partnership. The unfortunate thing is it doesn't look like we're going to be seeing it a lot this season so far, even though Tsumori broke into the first team and got some minutes against Liverpool and against Barnsley and against Tottenham as well alongside uh, Kurt Zuma. But then Thiago Silva was back in the team alongside uh, Kurt Zuma and then they look like they're forming now a good partnership. So it doesn't help the three centre-backs currently not playing for Chelsea. And I think all those players' futures will be of concern to them in terms of where they go from here. Um, I'm intrigued to see what Rudiger does in terms of uh, his work rate and also being positive at Cobham, which is good to see, not sort of causing problems in the dressing room because that was a, sort of a concern from some fans that having all these players sort of isolated out the first team picture, you could see problems within the dressing room. But it's good to see Rudiger, who's apparently quite popular within the dressing room as well, keeping positive even without first team football. But I just think at the moment it's difficult for Rudiger to, and any of the centre-backs currently not playing, if we continue to get clean sheets, if the defence looks good, especially in big games in the Premier League, Frank isn't going to be shifting that. He's going to stick to what works. So I'm intrigued to see what happens in this situation. I still do think Rudiger will likely be off in January. Please let me know your opinions on this situation in the comments below. But that is it for this edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch it. If you did enjoy it, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you never miss an upload. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea. Have a great day and I'll see you again.